0: today at lake isabella you see it here behind me a a small lake here in loveland one of our metro parks but if you weren't aware of the lake you might not even know that it's here it's not central to the community like the lake that we find jesus and his disciples on in our story for today the sea of galilee the the lake of tiberias um, however it is that you call that lake Uh, It's this body of water that, for that whole region, stands at the heart and center of the community. It's really not unlike the Little Miami River here in Loveland that for so long stood at the the heart of this community and and why it was settled here in the first place. So there on the the shores of that lake, Jesus meets his disciples after the resurrection and he meets them in this way that, that might seem kind of strange to us but was part of their regular existence they are out fishing so many of his disciples we know were fishermen and as they're out fishing that day they're not catching any fish and Jesus then comes among them and tells them to throw the nets on the other side and that passage came alive for me when I was visiting the Holy Land. In fact, that spot there on the, the Sea of Galilee where we stood has been one of my favorites both times I was in the Holy Land. The first time we were there, we were there on, in the morning like Jesus had been with his disciples having breakfast. And so it was so easy to picture that moment with his disciples with a little fire and fish sharing breakfast by the sea. And the second time we were there, we were there at the end of the day, and there were a number of other groups that were there. The last time I'd been there, we were there kind of on our own, so it was this nice moment of solitude. But there were these other groups that were there, including folks from other countries. And as we stood there and we read this passage together as a group about Jesus telling the disciples to throw the net on the other side, we were reading that passage And you could hear this group from Asia singing a song in their own native tongue. And it was a reminder of what it meant to cast the nets on the other side. Jesus is telling those disciples, your nets have been over here on the side of those that you know in your own community among these Jewish communities in which you live, but now cast your net on the other side. Go out into the Gentile world and share this news with everyone. And so there was this beautiful witness before us of what it means to cast our nets on the other side. And as we read that passage too, I think it's fascinating to hear about the haul of catch that they bring into the boat, these 153 fish, and that the nets were not torn. And there are lots of there 's been lots of speculation about what those numbers meant to the one hundred and fifty three fish, but it certainly seems to be symbolic of of many people being gathered in together and I find then that image too of the net to be so helpful there that the net was not torn it 's a reminder to the disciples that are gathered that don 't worry about the net being torn don 't worry about the The bonds that are holding us together being stretched too thin because Jesus the Christ will be among us as we go out into the world and Christ will be the one to draw us together within the body of Christ. And that image of that net unbroken is one that that sticks with me as I've been thinking about this text throughout this week and thinking about this world in which we're living right now and the importance of, first of all, casting that net on the other side and and the gift that can come in this time for so many of us we're looking at the fact that we're stuck in these isolated areas and the idea of being able to to fish for for others to be able to cast our net on the other side to, to share that message with others seems like that's something that can't happen now but what we're finding in reality is that for many of our folks it's actually been easier to say to a friend or a neighbor hey, have you tuned in to watch the service that we're doing on Sundays? They're really great. It's been easier for them to do that than maybe to invite them in person to come and be with us in the sanctuary for a service. So if you've not yet done that with one of your friends or neighbors, we certainly encourage you to do that, to to share this opportunity, to hear the good news of Jesus as we share it each weekend. But that's not the only thing that I've been thinking about as I've thought about that. Image because it's not simply about getting more people to hear the message. It never is simply about more people. It's about the need of the world to hear this message of love and reconciliation and restoration that is our gift in Christ Jesus. So when we think about sharing that that gift of this message of the one who draws all things unto himself into a net that will not be broken, it's a a message that, that strikes home in a time and in a culture that is broken in so many ways. We know that in many ways our world was broken before we even came into this time of crisis, and now more than ever our world feels even more broken. There's, there's more brokenness, there's more division. There's so many times that, that we see it happening in, in the news and we see it happening right before us. I'm at the bank the other day and we're sitting there opening another account for Prince of Peace to, to do some of the, the work that we need to do with the, the new PPP loan that we got. But as we're sitting there and we're talking to the banker, I can hear someone at the, the outdoor teller and they're getting upset that it's taking too long and the, and the banker sitting in front of us kind of rolls his eyes and said oh you wouldn't believe how many people are upset about the the fact that that this you know can't happen sooner and then i i talked to my daughter as i pick her up a couple hours later and she's been at the park and and to hear about someone that was was swearing at them as they're going down the bike path because they thought they were in the way and she said well we couldn't really go anywhere else and I told her, don't even try to to apply logic to this situation because some people are just angry right now. People are afraid. The world is broken. And what is it that we offer to this broken world? Well, it is the message of a world restored with grace and peace through the love of Jesus Christ. We offer to a broken world the gift of this love that is ours, a love that restores us in relationship with each other. We hear also in our story for today, the passages that—that that passage that follows that first encounter as they're, they're coming together around the meal, Jesus is talking to Peter saying, do you love me? And Peter again and again is saying, you know, Lord, that I love you. And Jesus' response each time is feed my sheep. In that exchange, Jesus is restoring his relationship with Peter and the disciples and any betrayal that had happened, any sense of brokenness, separation that was a result of that time at the crucifixion. Jesus restores that relationship, brings him close, and says, being close to me now, go out and feed my sheep. This is the message that we are given as well. We are brought close to Jesus in our baptism and in that restored relationship in the security of that stored relationship, Jesus then sends us out into the world. Jesus sends us out to say, go bring my love, bring my healing, bring my peace into this broken world. Serve this world that needs restoration now more than ever. Go with the good news of love, that has conquered death and evil and hatred and anger, go with this good news and share it with the world in need. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.